0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weissel, and joining me, as always, Garrett Sattlin. How's it going, man?
1: I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. I, I got on for everyone listening. I got on to the podcast. Whenever Ben and I first connect, we just say hello, and my, I think my first words were, ugh, like just so exhausted." So I hope your weekend has been a little more relaxing than mine, but um, hey, that's why we do it for the love of the
0: game. Exactly. It's been a good weekend. Um, But I mean, I can understand why you are tired. We saw 20 different NCAA distance races at regionals this past four days. Um, And we're not going to be able to get to all of them. We're going to try to hit about 10 or so of the ones where we saw maybe some notable results or some surprising uh, performances. But hang with us. We're going to do our best, and then we'll be able to gear up more next week to get ready for Nationals.
1: Yeah, so thank you for everyone's understanding. We just can't get to them. We just don't have that kind of time. You would this would be the longest episode we've ever had. Um, and not only that, I was also watching D2, D3 Nationals. So um, if you're listening to this on a Wednesday, I might try to do something with D2 or D3 via podcast form there as well. Um, ben, where do you want to begin in terms of our regional analysis?
0: Let's oh, start before,
1: before we begin. Before Go we begin ahead. though, podcasts, ratings and reviews, plus two on Spotify. I think plus one on Apple, or maybe just zero on Apple, whatever the case is. Thank you for the uh, improvements. Let's keep those going. Sincerely appreciate it. Okay.
0: Now, we're absolutely. Good. Let's start on the east side and let's start with the men's 800. Um, some quick results here. Um, well, actually, I should take that back. Some very slow tactical runs here, um, very interesting performances. Um we saw most of the big hitters get out. Um, but we did see Candon Marshall miss out the Big Ten Outdoor Champion, which was a big surprise. Um any other like notable performances here that you wanted to, to point out?
1: Yeah, I mean, Camden Marshall not making it through, that was pretty tough. Amon Thornton um, didn't make it through either. I thought that was fairly significant. Um, you know, a couple of Penn State guys, Joe Hoots. It um, wasn't a ton of massive surprises. There were some open spaces for national qualifying spots, but I think Camden Marshall is certainly the, the, the name to watch there. Unfortunate, he just gets caught in a really tactical race and just couldn't get himself in the right spot, right position, couldn't make his right move at the right time. These things happen. This is going to happen every year. There's always going to be a few surprises. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, it's unfortunate because he was having a heck of
0: a season. I can't remember a year where ev- almost every single 800 heat was tactical. Like, it, like mm-hmm. the, the fastest time being 149-2, like, that is pretty wild. Like, all of these were very much sit-and-kick affairs, um, and I think, We that led to some of those surprising results. Um, one thing that we wanted to point out, and maybe I I don't know if we're going to talk about the steeplechase on the men's side, so I'll do it here. But Eastern Kentucky's Ahmed Kadri qualifying in the 800, I think like two hours and maybe not even an hour 25 after qualifying in the men's steeplechase, just the most random, one of the most impressive double qualifications that we've probably ever seen. I had a coach
1: text me, and it was the funniest thing. I don't think they realized that we had made the post about kadri on Twitter, and they said, do you know what the most impressive double is at the na- uh, at the regional meet right now? I said, I'm pretty sure it's a- I met Kadri. I don't know how, how anyone else <laughs> could do that. And he goes, it's absolutely correct. He's like, I've never seen anything like that. Um, That's insane. You very clearly benefit from the races being tactical. I want to quickly ask a question before we we kind of uh, begin to shift focus. Sure. Heat 3 produces two 149 marks, a Mm -hmm. 150.01 mark, and then the two time qualifiers, 150.23, 150.31. Like... If if you're Heat three, and I understand it's rainy, the conditions weren't great at the East Regional meet, and I said this in our first thoughts article. Why are you not being more aggressive? Like I'm like I'm sorry, 149. I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to suggest to try to hit for some of these guys. I mean, like really, a lot of the times you have to run that to even get into the regional meet. So I was surprised that they're just like, no, we're going to be tactical anyways. I was like, well, why?
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I, I mean, I think what the Joe Hoots took him out, my former teammate Joe Hoots like to point that out took yeah. him out in fifty three six like it's not super duper like slow, so I mean it's it, it it's just not fast
1: i mean but but if you're i don't know i don't i I guess I'm also saying this being like I guess you don't want to be the sacrificial lamb, but also like you can be the sacrificial lamb, get six, and if you still run faster than whatever the time was like was it 150.16, which was Cadre? then you're definitely going to the national meet. So,
0: well, you would have thought like someone like Navosky Anderson would have just taken out, like, which is kind of the surprise there. I, I can't read him. He is one of the most difficult, like hasn't run either of the SEC meets this year in the 800, like showed up at nationals, ran great. Obviously had that DQ, I have no idea where to peg him, and this weekend did not help me in the slightest there.
1: Nick Plant, rookie, top regional time. Go Hokies, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm I, I very much worry about his inexperience, but he's racing like one of the best veterans he like, in the country.
0: He is. Looking great. Um, any other surprises? Uh, Baylor Baylor Franklin made it out. Um, Claiborne Pender, I was a little surprised to see him on the outside. Looking. So, in. just a
1: note: Baylor Franklin is into the national. Music. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Made it oh, no. in. Um. But yeah, I I don't think there's anything else here that I really thought stuck out. No, I agree. All righty, let's move on. Let's see, what do we have next? The men's fifteen hundred on the east side. Let's go there. Give me your first thoughts on the men's fifteen hundred.
1: I, I guess it's like, I, th- this This was such a stacked field, right? And you look at the names who missed it. Victor Idamer, right? Davis Bowe, Shane yeah. uh, Bracken, West Porter, Nick Dahl, Nathan Henderson. Um, and those are just guys in the finals, yeah. right? And then we'll, we can talk about Kip Sang and, and t Walt in a second here, uh, who didn't make it out in the prelims. But when races are so tactical, then it's going to be all about our racing IQ, high intelligence, tactical, rather than talent. Like, it just is. Like, you no, know, this is no offense to Mayel Goyet or Finn Walsh, but those guys have not proven to be as fit as Victory Dahmer or West Porter or Nick Dahl or Davis Bove, right? Um, but they were just really smart in how they ran it, and because of that, they tactically positioned themselves. I do want to also point out, someone emailed us, on Friday, um, and like you keep underrating Evan Dornkamp, and sure enough, the guy made it through over some top names. And they're right; they're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give Evan Dornkamp a little bit of love. I don't think I had him, and I think you might have
0: had him. I can't in. remember if I did. Uh, the, all my predictions blur together at some point. I I <laughs> I, I know I picked Idhammer to, to qualify, and that did not happen.
1: Yeah, you had a tough regional prediction.
0: It was not depends. good.
1: Um, what were your thoughts when you see some of these results?
0: Um, I just was surprised how tactical everything got. Like it was just a very like we had kind of moved in the fifteen hundred towards everybody like the top talent, just running fast from the get-go, separating guys out pretty quickly just by being like, Hey, you gotta rub run sub three forty to qualify and we feel like there's not more than 15 of you that can do that so we're just going to do that um that didn't happen it was you had to run a 53 second last 400 basically to to put yourself in position and like you said it 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 came down to not only who had the best tactics best kick but i i think who can conserve their energy who timed their kicks at the right time i think you saw a lot of people try to push early from the 400 to 200 out and then they just got swallowed up because everybody can, a lot of people conserved waited till 100 200 to go and were really smart about kicking at the right time. Liam Murphy just looks like he's on another planet right now. Like he was so much better than everyone else. It was kind of scary to watch. Like you're watching him walk away from good kickers like Ethan Strand and just like Annihilate the, the field in like the last 50 60 meters. It was amazing to watch. He is, I, I don't know where he is on the 1500 meter ladder, I'd have to think about that a little bit more. But he is very, very high.
1: I would be really worried about him if I'm like a top contender. Yeah, if I'm like Baston, SIE, Waska, the Saudi, I would be very careful right now. Yeah. Uh, keep saying. Out in the prelims, I, I want to, like, something's got to be up. I don't know what it is. He struggles in the prelims of the SEC meet, does not now. I I struggle to believe that it's just, he's never been great tactically. I struggle to believe that it's just pure tactics. And then Luke T. Luke T. Wall <laughs> falls again to no fault of his own, and yet they don't put him in the finals. Luckily, he qualifies for Nationals in the 5K, which yeah. makes up for it. But I'm like my guy, Like I feel so bad. I'm like, hey, stay on your two feet. But like, leave my guy alone. <laughs> like he's just trying to run and he just he does, he falls to no fault of his own and I don't know why they didn't advance him but they didn't. Um I'm glad he got in the 5k, but I would yeah. really like to see him in the 15.
0: Agreed. Yeah, it was a weird decision that that they did not. I mean, normally they're they're liberal about that. Like they try to like give give you the benefit of the doubt in advancing, so it was strange that they did not um but yeah I, it, it was some interesting races, I mean like I said, super slow um very tactical, which I think led to a lot more i mean our predictions in the fifteen hundred meter on the east side not good, and I think that was very much a reflection of the way things were run
1: for people wondering what our predictions like totals look like let's say an average like success, like an, an average score for us in our predictions is eight for 12. Yeah, here were the scores six for 12, seven for 12, eight for 12, six for 12, seven for 12, six for 12. So, not good, <laughs> like, not good at all. Um, but someone had an 11 out of 12, and we'll, we'll get to that later.
0: Absolutely. All right, anything on the east men's side that you want to touch on before we switch over to the women?
1: No, I think everything else is pretty straightforward.
0: All righty. Let's go to the women's 1500 on the east side um, where we saw uh, a good amount of quick times as well here. Shannon Flockhart leading the way with 411. She looks like she's back in. in so are time.
1: we doing the 15 or are we doing the 8?
0: Oh, shoot. Um, I th- thought we were mm-hmm. doing the f- do we, yeah, do, we we
1: can do the we can like, do the fifteen. You just said you just said eight, so I Sorry,
0: let's know. do the fifteen hundred. My bad. Um, fifteen hundred.
1: Did you say? Did you say? Oh, it doesn't matter.
0: Okay, we're yeah. we're 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 delirious at this point. Hang with us, folks. <laughs> um, so Shannon Flockhart, yeah, four eleven uh, to lead the way. Um, we saw some surprises not qualify. Um, I think Tegan Scheinbecker was someone we talked about all year as as a contender in this event. Um, she just misses out. Esther Seeland. Had a really good season, did not qualify. Samantha Tran, uh, Katie Osika, and others another few of the surprises. Um, what stood out for you here?
1: That there were surprise misses, but like very few surprise makes. Mm-hmm. And like it's just a matter of like there's just not enough room. Yeah. Like you look down the list of the East Regional qualifiers in this race, and it's like, yeah, yep, yep, that makes sense. Had that predicted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lauren Freeland's maybe the only one, but like yeah. she's won 414 before. And she was 14th at this meet last year. And she made the finals. Like, I I can't say like I'm stunned or shocked that she like didn't that she, you know, got in. So like as much as it stinks that Seeland didn't make it, or Rangel Batras didn't make it, or really Tegan Scheinbecker didn't make it, yeah. um, it's just a matter of like someone really good was gonna be left home. I didn't think Samantha Tran would be left home because she's been tactically super sound all season long. So it's a bit of a bummer, but I also feel like this was probably close to one of the best field outcomes we could have probably had.
0: Yeah. I mean, you look through this list, I mean, all big time contenders in this event, when we get to nationals, I mean, I'm a two Caitlin Tui, salon, uh, I is like Melissa Riggins has looked really good at times throughout this year, Riley Penn, Margo Appleton. Like, I mean, this is, The 1500 meter in general is loaded. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll say the same thing about the West side. But I mean, these are all women that you could very confidently say are All American contenders. And there just wasn't, like you said, enough room for everybody to make it to nationals this year.
1: It is a shame because you look at like the 12 of those women, and I could pick like 10 of them to be like legitimate All American threats. Yeah. So, um, crazy stuff there. But, yeah, that's all I have on the women's 15.
0: All righty. Let's go to the women's steeplechase. And let me make sure I pull up these results. Let's start with the surprise misses here. Any any here that you want to touch on?
1: I I was just blown away seeing these results. And then I see Kayla Windermiller not there. Mm-hmm. Anna Sophia Keller not there. Naglia not there. Stuart Barnett not there um who else someone was a bit for the Sophie Novak was a sub 950 steeplechaser not there uh and about Eastman didn't even toe the line like there were so many and I go back and I watch the replays and it's just like they just just didn't have good days and yet at the same time it's another one of those instances where I kind of look at the women who did qualify I'm like that makes sense that makes sense that makes sense and Olivia Morgansi of Penn is really the only one who took me by surprise she I think PR. had a 10 second PR. Yeah. I mean, so that was a big one for her. But other than that, I mean, it's I was just surprised that like someone more veteran, like Stuart Barnett and Windermuller have been running so well as of late, and they're experienced at this level. Like Sophie Novak just wasn't. And maybe that's why, but I was just surprised that the Big Ten women didn't thrive like I thought they would.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I also felt that way about Sasha Naglia. I thought she was going to be right in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, you still look. You look at the this list, and it. I mean, you have women like Markovic, McCabe, Thronson, Patterson, Angelina Ellis, who we've talked about all year, having has run well. I mean, it wasn't like wildly fast. Like everybody was kind of between nine fifty and ten flat for the most part. Um, you had to run 10 Oh three to, 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 or faster to qualify. Um, so, I mean, it really just came down to who had a normal or a good debt. Like a lot of these women can run 10 flat and like if they had just an average or a little above average, then they could have qualified and we just didn't, this wasn't one of those weekends for, in the steeplechase, at least on the, in this race where everybody was just flying off with PRs. I mean, I think we had what. One PR out of the top 12, which is rare, uh, very to happen rare at regionals,
1: very rare, and, and that's and again, I understand that it was you know not the best conditions, I understand there was wind and yada yada yada, yeah, but also like if it's not that insanely quick, then I was just surprised that that's why like a, a bunch of women did fall off, right? Yeah. Um, you'd think that their fitness would, would kind of step in there, but again, these just you never really know. We're still waiting for that perfect twelve out of twelve prediction. If it wasn't this year. Probably won't probably won't be for a while. But we'll see. Do
0: do do you think we learned anything new about any of these top contenders?
1: No, like not not really. It's it's a really straightforward field. Like I'm trying to find stuff, but I just I don't have anything.
0: All right. Well, let's go to the women's. Uh, let's see, five k. Um, and let's just briefly touch on Caitlin Tui coming back after, uh, about three hours after qualifying in the women's 1500 meter. She is the number one qualifier, beating Parker Valby, who was in her heat, heat running 1531. We were talking a little bit before we started. This felt like a little bit of a statement here to she didn't have to win this race she could have finished in the top five she could have run nine seconds slower and been just fine but this seemed like she wanted to see how she could do on a double granted nationals will be a little bit of a shorter time frame but it it really seemed like she wanted to send a message that she is here to win both of these titles
1: and this was encouraging a little like you know my my How do I put this? My confidence in her being able to effectively do the double and win both has now grown because she's Mm -hmm. shown me that she can run a fast 5k on the double. But as we were also talking about, is that the 1500 5k double at the national meet is going to have a much shorter, um,
0: about an hour shorter,
1: uh, yeah, hour shorter of rest, hour shorter of rest. And I think. That the women's 1500 finals at the national meet is going to be significantly quicker than the 414 that Tui just had to run. Yep. Um, and I also think that the women's 5K is going to somehow be fast as well. Like, I think Volby's going to do everything in her power to make it fast because it makes sense if she does. So I'm slightly encouraged. I don't think this dramatically changes things, but I do think it, like, at least hints in our mind, like, okay, at least she can effectively double, especially if it's under the right circumstances.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think this is a good sign. Good sign for Volby. I was curious if she would try to kind of close the gap there and, and try to try to maybe get the psychological win. Um, but ultimately it looks like she kind of let her go a little bit by two seconds. Um so it, it'll be interesting to see them race at nationals and see what the tactics are.
1: Just you know, as as I've gotten more into like the YouTube space, it's insane like the fan obsession. With Tui and Volby, I'm like, I gotta I got you know, because like we put one or two videos out on Tui and Volby, and all of a sudden our recommended list on YouTube is like Tui Volby, Tui Volby. I was like, there are other like I get it, there's other runners. Um, but that's just the era we're in. They're they're just that good.
0: So yeah, absolutely. Um Amara Simisma looked good, um, taking home the win in her heat, I Amina mean, Matu doubling back, qualified as well. I think the same with Maya Ramsden. Um, so there will be more than just Tui who are running that double. Uh, anything else here before we want to switch over to the West?
1: Uh, Samantha Bush was a DNS, and that makes sense because I don't think she had run since the Wake Forest invite. I'm not going to speculate on what happened, but her season done, unfortunate. Um, hoping she's she's all right and mm-hmm. uh gonna be fine for the fall. So
0: absolutely, all right. Let's go to the West. And let's start with the men's 800. Um, Some quick times here, uh, definitely different than the east side. Uh, Aiden McCarthy was the top qualifier in 146.26. Some quick times all around. uh, And and really, you saw a lot of the top contenders make it. I think there was probably a few surprises. The Iowa State guys did not run well. And Jonathan Jones uh, DNFing as well. Um, a few surprises there.
1: Uh, Iowa State, like yeah. all four of
0: them, not like good. that was
1: shocking. Um, and I, you just kind of like look at the races; it's they just didn't run well. I don't know. I don't know what happened. That was really surprising. Jones pulled up with a hamstring injury, so like I, I get. I mean, yeah. obviously it's unfortunate. I need to talk about Matthew Erickson. Matthew Erickson was like a one forty nine guy. I think he had run one forty eight two or three times before. He runs 147 PR in the prelims and then runs 146 in the finals. I have no idea what that came out of. I still have a lot of questions about like what you can do, mm-hmm. but that was impressive. And a lot of these guys like ran great times. AJ Green ran a PR of 147 cash Powell, same thing. In fact, like Lloyd, Free Low of, uh, or Free Lot of Houston PR. Riley Wells in 147.93 again and just barely misses out again as well. I feel bad for Riley Wells, but a lot of these guys, like Conrad, went on 146 PR. Mm-hmm. Aiden McCarthy ran a 146 PR. Like Aiden McCarthy is the Liam Murphy of the men's 800 meters.
0: Interesting. I like it. I, I, that's a good comparison. Yeah. I mean, him beating Carosa. that's a nice win, uh, right there. Um, Conrad, like you said, bounced back from a little bit of a tough SEC meet where he faded in the finals for him to be able to get that third spot in heat one that was clutch running a PR. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for the men's 800. Like I, I, the, the West was so much more interesting, I thought, than the the East side. And I think it's going to be a really fascinating battle because I think, we can see things going a lot of different directions. I mean that, that Texas duo, especially Busy Mana, I think still deserves the, the favorite status. But I think there's gonna be a lot of crazy stuff going on.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be really fun. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be like I don't know if I see the same kind of like juggernaut stars that we saw with like Navaski Anderson, Brandon right. Miller, and Moad Zahafi last year. But it's gonna be a fun race and um
0: I, I really
1: like Adam McCarthy. Like, I think he's going to be really good. Like I, I could see him finishing like with bronze. I really do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy to see Sam Whitmarsh be able to run this, this uh, year at regionals and run extraordinarily well. Like I, I think he's kind of, that's my sleeper guy right there. I think if he, he whenever he's been healthy and fit at the end of the season, he's been very, very good. And I mean, if he wasn't able to continue his post season last year. Due to health issues, but I seems like he's right at home at, at the postseason. So I, I'm excited to yeah. see what he does at NCAA's.
1: Yeah, he just runs without any pressure, and no. I just I, I really like what yeah what he's done. Um, cool. Do you want to move on?
0: Let's go to the men's steeplechase, where we saw NCAA number two time run. In 816 by Duncan Hamilton. And the only reason it's not the NCAA record is because Henry Rono ran the world record of 808 back in the day. And that's probably the record that is the best and probably won't ever get broken. Although the, the former world
1: record we should note. Yeah, former sure. world
0: record. Yeah. The world record at the time. And, and I mean, that's an outlier performance. What Duncan Hamilton did to lower. The NCAA number two time from I think was Kenneth Rooks's eight seventeen down mm-hmm. to eight sixteen. It the steeple chase is so hard when you're watching it. It's it's hard to be able to be like, all right, what what pace are they on? Because it's an oversized la- like or not oversized. You have the steeple in there. You're doing seven and a half, seven and a la- half seven little more than seven and a half laps. It's just hard to kind of compute what pace they're on. So I'm watching it and I'm like, wait a second. He's gonna run sub eight twenty. Wait, wait a second. He's he's gonna I was just stunned as I was watching my TV that he had run eight sixteen. I, I mean great run from him. I think we all thought he had something like this, maybe not quite this fast in him. And he really cements himself as the favorite going into NCAAs.
1: Who was your national title favorite right now?
0: Oh gosh.
1: I still not like necessarily, not not necessarily who you're saying to win, but if you had to say, like, I think the natural like you know if an nfl team's undefeated that doesn't necessarily mean that they're right. that they're the favorite to win the super bowl so who's your national title favorite
0: i think hamilton just based off of what he did last year at ncaa's and now that time is kind of made equal with rooks i think deserves to be the favorite that doesn't necessarily mean i'm gonna pick him because i still like rooks's kick a lot but i think hamilton very much deserves to be the favorite
1: I respect that. I would agree with that. My, I would say it's Rooks, just because I think his finishing speed is more dangerous, and I just think, like, I, I here's the thing. I don't think we learned anything new. I think we learned that like Duncan Hamilton
0: can solo an eight sixteen. Can,
1: can solo an eight sixteen? Like, I don't know what more. Like, I think we already knew that he was probably just as talented as Kenneth Rooks. I don't think this is anything new. I don't really know if he really needed to do this like Absolutely i hate to he, not he did no reason to do this I mean, unless it was like a, a tactical thing to get his teammates in which worked by the way um and I, I don't want to like be like the party pooper would be like you didn't need to run your incident over to all time but i just i just didn't know why he did that or why he needed to do it. and i don't think it really changed my perspective on how i viewed the national title picture
0: yeah i mean There was a ton of fast times. I mean, Rooks still ran 8.25. Wilkinson, 8.26. uh, Cabago, 8.26. We had a bunch of guys in the low 8.30s. Like, this was moving. Like, this was very impressive. Like you said, three Montana State guys make it through. Rob McManus, 8.31. Levi Taylor, 8.33. Very impressive performance by them to get that many guys in in what turned out to be a really, really deep, Strong steeplechase field out of the west
1: I mean it's crazy if you rank eight thirty seven eight thirty eight you weren't making it to the national meet, which is absurd um yeah there's a lot there was a lot of really good names
0: here that just got left out. Joel Mendez, I felt horrible yeah. fell on the last that was water brutal. pit water jump oh my gosh. And if he doesn't do that, he make like he, he he doesn't necessarily get that. Big Q, but he's probably under Slenning, the, the Slenning's mark of 834.
1: You think it makes up three seconds?
0: I think so. I mean,
1: you think about it, You it's, lose it's that radical. momentum.
0: You're on the ground. You have to get back up. It's three seconds, at least.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just It, it would have been tight. I, do, I, yeah. do I feel bad for him, nonetheless? Yes. Um, that was brutal. Uh, but he had a really nice season. I don't really know what to do with, like, a lot of these guys, though. Like, other than Wilkinson, I don't know what to do with, like, Kipiego, Shitsama, McManus. Tripos is still... I'm not entirely sure what to make of Tripos right now. Yeah. Johannes, Taylor, Slenning, Harold, Bronson, Winter. Like, I have no idea what to make of these guys.
0: Still really like Shitsama. I, I think he might be, uh, outside of that top three or four, the, the next guy for me.
1: Um, Can you give me your first tier of names in the steeplechase still
0: all right let me let me pull up the east because i feel like last time we did this i forgot some some people out out east so obviously it's hamilton rooks i think wilkins i think those two are on a tier of their own and then it's probably let's let's
1: let them in with the next tier. then so let's just say an, an a tier or whatever
0: and then Wilkinson. And I think that's probably it. I don't think Stokes has done enough to to put him back in there. I, I don't know. He he won his heat in eight forty four out east. I I would still not have him in that group. I think that's those three and then everybody else.
1: Are you not putting Ed Tripos in that group? No, I am not. Here's a fun fact about Ed Trippos. Um please hold. Please hold. There we go. Ed Tripos last spring? Last spring. Here were his steeplechase times. Ready? 849, 830, 846, 833 in the NCAA regional prelims, 829, 820. This is also a guy who ran 819 to qualify for the Olympic trials.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just saying you want a guy who peaks. I don't know if I'm ready to take trip out of that yet.
0: Yeah. I I still think I have him in the next tier just because of how good that top trio has been. Like I, I, it, it, I mean specifically Hamilton and Rooks, but Wilkinson has been every bit like as good, like in a normal year, he would be a N NCAA like favorite. Like he has been, he ran really well early in the season, ran eight, uh eight twenty six uh season, season's best here. We know he has more in him from last year. like, I, I like him a little bit more than trip us right now. And I I think that's the the trio that I'm rocking with.
1: Okay. Okay. I can respect that. Um, okay, cool. Let's, let's move to the next event. Which event did we want to talk about?
0: I think we had the men's 10 K for the West as our last event on the men's side. Let, um, on the East these there's there's just too many results. There's I, I, results. I I I feel like I'm scrolling through so many things. All right, so Asai Rodriguez, top qualifier in 2817 uh, to out of the West Regional in the 10K. Super fast times across the board. You had to run 2830 or faster to f- qualify. Mayor getting that last spot. There were so many names that did not make it that you would have expected to at least either make it or or be right there. Christian Allen, Cole Sprout, Creed Thompson were the, the first three out. You look further down the list, Charlie Sweeney didn't make it. Um, and you have guys like Will Smith who didn't make it as well. Um, I, Drew Bosley, Bosley ended up hmm. pulling out and not running at all. Um, half to night, Rory Leonard was a DNF. I mean, this was Ryan Martins who had a great indoor season. Uh, This was just a bloodbath. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There were, you look through this list of 12, these are all really, really good names who it's not shocking to see them run this well. None of them ran PRs. Like they've all run this time or faster, but there were just so many contenders for these top 12 spots.
1: And you look at how fast the pace was, 28-17 for the win, the 12th time Alex Mayer runs 28-30, and a total of 22 guys run under 29 minutes. Ryan Johnson, another name if you didn't say him, who has had a great season, didn't make it. And you look at how fast this pace was, and you look, it's like it actually favored a lot of aerobic-based, grind-it kind of guys. James Mora got in. I don't think he was favored to, to make it by a lot of us. Um, Brandon Garnica, Ben Perrin. Um, that's th- those are like key names that like it really could have depended on. Like, hey, if this is just a sit-and-kick race, I don't know if Brandon is gonna make it through. I don't know if James Watt is gonna make it through. I can't say the same thing about Ben Perrin. Cole Sprout, tough year for him, just mm-hmm. really tough year. He gets injured before the cross-country national meet, gets injured before the cross-country or the indoor national meet. Just can't get fit enough in time. Still don't know why he didn't focus more on the 5K, but that's neither here nor there. The BYU guys really have the potential to send like five dudes. Yeah. Joey Noakes didn't make it. And it's just it's unfortunate because like a, a lot of these guys are are more than capable of being on the national stage. And um yeah, I just I just had to take a big sigh, and I just feel really bad for a lot of these dudes.
0: Yeah, I I this was fascinating. You're you're seeing guys like Rodriguez uh round into form, Moara round into form. Um I thought Klinger would have been a little bit further up there. Um he I mean he still qualified by seven, eight seconds, but that's you you still wanna maybe be a little bit further up um if you're if you're feeling that good. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see Hicks and Robinson, what they do this, this post like at nationals, they, they are such big wild cards and this 10 K feels just, I mean, besides Dylan Jacobs, I just don't, I, I, I really don't feel that strongly about any of these guys.
1: Yeah. I, I have no, no clue what to do with this field. I don't feel great about anyone other than Jacobs and that's. That's not a great sign. (laughs) That's just not a great sign. Um, Which is crazy, because you look at the guys who are in this, they're so talented. I'm not going to lie. The guy who I maybe feel the most confident about right now, Isaiah Rodriguez. And he's a guy who historically I've never felt great about on the track.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's just doing what he normally does in cross country. Show up kind of near the end of the season, run well there, and just hit postseason really well. So if he does what he normally does in the fall, and it seems like he's following along that path, he's going to be just fine.
1: Um, Okay, cool. I think we've exhausted the men's West region there. Where are we heading next?
0: We are headed to the women's 1500. Uh, Yes. And this was probably the fastest race, like, of all regionals. It was probably the
1: fastest, it was the deepest and fastest overall race. Overall races, yes, yeah.
0: I think that's fair. Sophia Sullivan, top qualifier in four oh eight. You had to run four, twelve, or faster to qualify, which is just absurd. Everybody was running at their best, at their peak. It was very impressive. I mean, you look at this list. It's the who's who uh, in the middle distance world, and we're still missing people like Bailey sure. Ernstein did not make it um Julia Whitaker did not make it. Melissa Tanaka did not make it. I mean, this was a very strong deep field. uh Olivia Howell looked great again, winning her heat. She just continues to kind of fly under the radar, hasn't run anything super super fast yet when we get to nationals. No one would be surprised if she turned out on top, just like she did this indoor season.
1: She is last year's Michaela Janeiro. Um, Yeah. I want to talk about the 408s first before we talk about the misses. Five women ran 408 in the same heat at the West Regional Championships. That's insane. And here's the thing. Mia Barnett, who I think we can give credit to for kind of dictating this race. Great job. Claudia Kazimierzka, great. Simone Plourde, great. Mm-hmm. Sophie O'Sullivan and Maddie Elmore. Mm. Running 408 marks? <laughs> what? Like, O'Sullivan, it's like, okay, maybe.
0: We've seen some flashes. Maybe she's where had like, flashes, but yeah. she's
1: never been 408. Girl. No. I was like, okay, 410, sure. 408 is absurd. And then Maddie Elmore, again, 435-miler, solid, has been growing. She has a freshman eligibility. She just ran 408. She had a 413 PR coming into this weekend. (laughs)
0: 411
1: in the prelims, ran 408. Uh, And now it's like, how, how on earth are we supposed to talk about these women on the national stage? I have no idea. And I also want to point out, Oregon has three women this season who have run 408. This season. Yeah,
0: all three of them making it to NCAAs and are all going to be... I mean, Kazimirska and Thornton Budd, I felt like we're already All-American contenders. I think Elmore is putting her name in that conversation at this point. Uh, I don't know. This is going to be fascinating to see how this gets run at the NCAA stage. I think someone's going to try to run the wheels off of Tui. Um, I'm curious to see who who that is. If it's Mia Barnett tries to do that again. Um, and if she does, someone like Plored Howell, lying in wait, tracking Tui the whole time, I, I don't think they're obviously Tui's still the favorite, but these women look so good right now that it Tui is going to have her hands full.
1: Uh Maddie Elmore and Sophia Sullivan. I, I I just I think Plord, Barnett, Casmirskell, we kinda know. Yeah what they're capable of doing. All-American favorites, All-American contenders, national title favor- or contenders by chance?
0: I'd say All-American contenders. I think there's just too, too many names at this point. Like, I think we have like five or six favorites for the, the for All-American. And I just, there's, there's a, probably five or eight more names that certainly are in that contender status.
1: Yeah, here were the women who already had sub-410 marks this season. It was Tui, Thorntonbot, Appleton, Plored, Tanaka, and that's five. You add on four more, it's a total of nine. Now, Tanaka's not going to be in that race, obviously, Yeah. but oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> how, how many women from the East Regional do you think are going to be all Americans in the 1500?
1: Oh, what a question. Um, please hold. It's a great question.
0: I think there's two that I feel great about. And then after that, I don't know.
1: So you feel great about Tui and you feel great about Appleton. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's hard. I would want to put Matug in that conversation. Maybe Maya Ramsden. I think it's easy for us to get, like, a little iffy on Matug because she started out the season not yeah. so hot. I, I mean, from she, what I was she needed old, a
0: time qualifier here, too.
1: She she did. Um, I, from my understanding, she was fasting, probably mm-hmm. Ramadan. Yeah. So I I kind of, like, want to give her the benefit of the doubt there and be like, Okay. Maybe that's that explains it, but like, where what, what I feel really good about, I think you're right. I think I just feel really good about two women, so
0: which is crazy because I thought you look at this the east east side for the 1500. It's all very good runners, but I mean the way these the, the women are running out west, they're going to be extraordinarily hard to beat.
1: Uh, if I had told you before the regional meets that occur and Tanaka would both <sighs> fail to make it. I knew,
0: Neither of us liked Whitaker, like moving up. I still thought she was about as good of a lock to make it. Yep. I think yep. the way that these races were run were certainly run, not in her favor. Although she was in the slower of the two heats. I, I think it, she was obviously better suited for more of a sit and kick. I, I, I'm still stunned though. And I thought at least one of them would like, I, yeah. I Tanaka's run extraordinarily well this year. She's been super underrated. I, I really liked her. I just think it, the, these were such loaded fields that someone was going to have to miss out. And you hate to see like Whitaker's kind of freshman moment happen here and not maybe after she qualifies for NCAAs, but this was the risk they ran. They putting her in, not her best event at going into NCAAs.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I like what you said. You said that, hey, like, we still saw her as, as close to a lock as you can get for the national meet. Because I think that's important. I think it's mm-hmm. easy to say, like, well, this isn't her best event. And then be like, well, we told you, like, she didn't. It's like, no, okay. No, that was,
0: we were talking about points at nationals. Like, that's where right. we were talking. We right. weren't even right. talking about not making
1: it. Right, right. And I just, I just want to clar- yeah. clarify that to everyone who reads or who, like, listens to yeah. us. Because that, well, that's not what we're saying. Um, but I also think there's truth to the fact that like she was young, she's inexperienced at these specific stages. Um, it's not her primary event. And if you go back and watch it, it's like, get in the pack. She's, she's riding lane two for pretty much the entire race. And she just keeps hanging onto the shoulders of no one, but she's riding lane two. And again, that's the, the inexperience that I think just naturally happens for any rookie. Like, I think it's just a good learning moment. I'm not worried about Whitaker. She's going to be great. She's going to win probably multiple national titles in the future. I'm still a huge fan. Um, like, I think she might even still end the season ranked because it would kind of be silly to be like, well, she's not one of the 25 most valuable runners yeah. in the country. It is also based on seasonal resumes, so maybe, I don't know, I had to talk to the women's team about that. But yeah, really just unfortunate because I just, I, I just, I, you know, I really thought that, I, I don't know, I'm just a big fan. I just really, really like what she did.
0: I just well, I wanted to see her at Nationals going head to head with all of these women. I thought I think her presence makes the the race a lot more interesting. Um and, and I just it's a shame we don't want to get to see it.
1: I just want to quickly note Bailey Hurtenstein, other than me just begging for her to run the 5K, I should note that she um she did say how she uh, was been dealing with a few injuries uh throughout the year so like that was probably a reason why uh, just double check uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to try to read the whole thing, but she was uh, saying that she had a few injuries. So I think that would partially explain uh, why yeah. she was not able to advance.
0: That makes sense. All right, let's move on. I mean, we could probably talk about the 1500 meter on the women's side all day. Uh, let's go to the women's steeplechase out West. And I think the main story here is the top qualifier from California Baptist University, Greta Newskate running 926 to run collegiate lead this year. And I mean, it was one thing to run as fast as she did at conference running solo there to be able to do the same thing against some of the best steeplechasers in the country, if not the best steeplechase runners in the country from, from the West side is another thing altogether. Where, where, where do we put her now in this pecking order? I have no idea. I, I I
1: think by default, she has to be a national title favorite.
0: Yes, I think she's a 100% I, a favorite.
1: I think she's a favorite. I don't think she's a lock.
0: Who who are the other favorites, though?
1: McCabe, Markazic, Thorner.
0: And Delay? I
1: don't know if I'm ready to play. I'm just, Delay just hasn't had a great season. Yep. I'd probably put the Oregon State duo in there.
0: Oh wow! So we're going like six deep here.
1: I, I think those women, maybe, mm, yeah, maybe not title, yeah, title fair. It's maybe title contenders. I'd put them in. So I'd I'd go Markazich, Thorner, McCabe, Karenasgate, and I think with Karanaskate, I think she like if if we were doing to do like betting statistics probability, yeah. she'd have to be the highest. Because even if those women do scare the nine thirty barrier, and they will be faster on the national stage, I'm very confident of it. Yep, they, they've all proven that they can run faster than they already have this season. That's not the problem. It's can you run fast enough to make up the gap of Kareneske just being better? Because if she just does this on the national stage,
0: and why wouldn't she? Like, why wouldn't like, she? like so clearly this works. Like, if she can do this, I mean, and she's. I think she's gonna probably have to run a little faster than this because I think someone will probably be. whether
1: well, you think someone's gonna have to run faster than the NCAA number five all time
0: mark? I I think maybe because
1: I what I think nine twenty five gets you as low as like NCAA number three all time.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's it's just I'm skewed from last year's like like how fast it, it and that was more of a product of Weyman than anything. I, I just got to believe someone's going to be at least one person's going to be there. Maybe not 926, but somewhere close enough that's pushing her. But yeah, I mean, if she could do this, I mean, she, she's going to make, she's, if she runs the same exact race she did here, there's not a world where she's finishing worse than second. Like she is going, like, it just keeps her, it's the safest strategy for her at this point.
1: It's just odd that like no one else has run faster than 938 this season. Like, what are we doing? Just yeah. You're you're all you're all significantly faster than this. And Karen SK has just has given us no reason to doubt her. So um, we wanted validation last week. We, we got, got it. it. We got it this week. Uh, shout out to her. Great, great, great run. That's just um, I'm I'm happy that we can now comfortably move her to that <laughs> national title favor. I'm happy for it.
0: Yeah. Anything else there before you move on? Nope. That's it. All right. Let's go to the Wrap up with the women's 5K. Everlyn Kemboy was your top qualifier in 1530. Let's let's take a moment to talk about her just outrageously fast 5K and 10Ks after jogging the 1500 meter. What? Just why, why were you in the 15 if we were just going to be jogging that? I will never understand that. But she came back and just knocked it out of the park in both the 5K, 10K. Looked great. Looks every bit of a contender in both events really i mean she looked great
1: look great i mean i, I still think that she could realistically win a national title probably in yeah, the 10k, in 10K. If, if, it, yeah. if things fall her way i don't understand why you jog the 15 then like why like where does that honest effort rule like kind of come in right like I I, I I never just, under, I never understood that. I also think it's extremely hard to interpret what isn't in like yeah. an honest effort. Like it's kind of like a ridiculous subjective conversation. But like, you know, because then like, like at what point can do you have to justify? Like you could justify any reason. Just like well, she just you know, I don't I don't know. Like I don't, I don't even really know what the reason is. Yeah, yeah. out, of, out of a sure. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how I feel about it she's awesome super super talented like why did you enter the 15 like it just, it just takes away from and that's the first
0: race like it'd be one thing if she was like having in her back pocket if something didn't if if things didn't work out in the 5k or 10k for whatever crazy reason but like this was the 15 unreal prelims was the first race she ran like so why why uh, uh,
1: yeah i don't know and i that's that just i'm more confused than anything else yeah. like i'm not like i'm you know like i i I'm not doubting her talent or anything like right. that. I'm just kind of very confused. Um, but other than that, women's 5K, pretty straightforward in a few instances, except no Taylor Rowe, no yep. Ruby Smee, no Sophia Dudek,
0: no Jenna Zopia Hutchins. Dudek,
1: Jen, no Jenna yeah. Hutchins. Yeah. There were signs for some of these women throughout the season, right? That Dudek was like not great since Brian Clay invite 5K. Hutchins, very similar situation from i believe stanford i want to say i'm not sure yeah, i think that's right um taylor rowe has been fine but not sharp all season long and she just faded and yeah. it's like shocking to see her fade to the very first woman out and um i i just didn't think we were going to go into a season where taylor Rowe didn't make the national meet so i'm very confused
0: no yeah I, it's a shame because i mean she's always been so competitive and seems to peak at the right times and for her to miss out, um, was quite the stunner. Um, but I think everybody else, you look at this top 12 and, and, and it's, and it makes sense. I mean, Sarah Carter ran it, uh, and, uh, Yasna Petrova, I think both ran PR as it's showing. Um, but everybody else, I mean, has run right around these times before. So, um, not a whole lot of surprises in terms of who qualified.
1: No, no. I mean, you you take a look at this. This is a good field. It, it's about roughly what you would expect, especially based on the women who have been running well this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I don't really have a whole lot more on this field, especially because it's pretty straightforward, but um. yeah, that's it.
0: Well, let's wrap it there. I mean, we saw a lot of really interesting races this weekend. Hopefully you all were able to catch and watch a few of them. Um, We'll be back next week to really dive in deep about NCAAs, national title contenders, favorites, our sleepers, all that good stuff. Looking forward to doing that. It's set up to be, I mean, a very, very strong field, I think, in across almost every event. Um, So really looking forward to that. We're we're almost to that that season-long finish line that we've been on, and really appreciate you all sticking with us through it all.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's been a crazy busy time. Um, this week, I will probably do some transfer news. Uh, we got D2 photos up. We might even add a few D3 photos. We had someone on scene there um might go check out the youtube we're on youtube the Stroud report um i might throw up the isaac Bastin interview you'll really like that at some point if not this week then next week we've got d1 previews we're going to preview and analyze every name entered in the distance events for the uh national meet we're going to start sending those out next week d2 d3 rankings are going to be going we're cooking we're cooking, man. Like I'm, I'm excited. Um, so, thank you everyone for your patience as we try to get everything together. Go check out on the site how we did uh, with our predictions. Um,
0: don't look at mine.
1: Don't look at. Don't look at Ben. It's not pretty. I didn't win. Um, but don't look at mine or don't look at Ben's. Anyways, um, Ben. Anything else?
0: That's it. Until next week, Garrett. I'll talk to you.
1: I'll talk to you.